Hi there, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the podcast goes to... It's been a few weeks since our last episode. Um, <laughs> a few weeks. <laughs> so, a little rusty. I'm Matt, joined by Bob, as always. And, um, Bob, you you came out of the blue and said, look, I we got to get the squad back together. We're closing in on Oscar season. And you said, I think I have an idea for a show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to be back uh, talking about movies where... Not too many people are listening, but whatever. So, a little backstory on me. I had hip surgery three weeks ago. And oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, I had a lot of free time to sit and watch movies as my leg was in a weird contraption that I had to use for about eight hours a day. So, mm-hmm. I got bored. I got desperate. I watched, like, everything. And then I was like, I need some purpose to this. I need some purpose to all these movies I have to watch. So I decided to rewatch all the movies in the Marvel universe. All of them. <laughs> all of them. So there's what? 19? No, 20. Are you going to make me count? I didn't count how many there were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping there are 20 because that's how many I have on my list. So if I <laughs> missed one, then. <laughs> oh, you made a list? You're even more prepared than I am. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to see that nothing's changed. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I rewatched all the movies and I was like, you know what? I can't just rewatch them. I got I to gotta do this right. So I scoured the internet and I looked at all these different lists online and there were a bunch of different ones. And I found one that made sense to me. And I was like, no, you got to watch the Marvel movies, not how they came out in order, but more like a chronological order. So Okay. That- so, like, so, Mar- so Captain America, the first Avengers, obviously going to be first, right? Because it takes place in the 40s. Exactly. So instead okay, of, so cool. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, so instead of starting with um, Iron Man, which is the first one that came out, um, you start with Captain America. If Captain Marvel was out, you'd probably go there next. Um, right. But, yeah, you, you pretty much, it goes, you start out with Captain America, and then you go on to, hold up and pull up my list. Oh, they changed the list. Dumb. But they, uh, cha- they changed the list since you've looked at it. They've changed it. <laughs> it's like messed up. It doesn't have any of the movies on it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Stupid. The new order to watch them in is to not watch them. Yeah, it only has like three movies on the list now. The That's hell? the order that I'm watching Aquaman in. <laughs> Fish Thor. <laughs> yeah. So there's a list. So you start out. You start out with Captain America. You go on to Iron Man. Iron Man two. And then you can watch Thor and um, and Hulk, the Ed Norton Hulk, in uh-huh. either order. They kind of take place at the same time. And then on to the Avengers. That's phase one. So while I was watching all the movies, I decided, hey, why not give this some purpose? So I created a list, a rankings list. And uh, I ranked all the Marvel movies as I watched them. Okay. Um, so I figured, why not, you know? Get together, bring the podcast back, and uh, mm-hmm. go through my rankings list. Pull it apart. Tell me why cool. I'm an asshole and I'm wrong. I'm curious where I'm curious what your list is going to look like because my list comes from having only seen most of these movies one time, and I know that when you go to see a big superhero movie, your expectations are always. I mean, at least for me, they're always like a little bit higher, and they're almost never met. And then when you rewatch a movie, you can kind of enjoy it for what it is a little bit more. Like for me, I'm like, okay, I want to see some really cool action. 
And like the action scenes almost never live up to their to what I want them to be. But then when I can rewatch the movie and I can enjoy like the jokes and the story and the characters and then like even the action scenes, I can appreciate a little more. I appreciate the movie as a whole a little bit more. But when you only watch Thor The Dark World one time, you can only rank it so high because your <laughs> expectations are just let down. So that being said, I imagine that your list is very different from my list. Yeah, it, it was interesting. You know, I had like not a written list, but a kind of mental list of where I ranked all the mm-hmm. Marvel movies. And it kind of changed throughout the process of rewatching all of them. Some of them got a lot better for me, like you said, and, and some of them I remembered as great. And then they kind of they kind of fell off for me. And part of it's because like, oh, well, that thing that they did was not so exciting anymore because they have all these great movies out now. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, part of it is just kind of knowing the context of the other movies a little better than I thought I did. So right. it was it was interesting. It was a cool experience. Um, if you have like, <laughs> what is it, like 80 hours to kill, you might as well. <laughs> might as well do it. I might do uh, open invite to anyone listening. I might do a like a marathon of all these movies again right before the new Avengers movie. <laughs> if you want to live at my house for a week or whatever is required of this. When does the when does Endgame come out? I think it comes out in the spring. Like okay. April, I know that May. Captain Marvel is going to drop first. I think March. I think Captain Marvel drops in March. Oh, okay. Because then April is when Endgame comes out. So maybe it's not March. Because that seems really soon. I bet I could find out the answer to this by using this new technology called... March 8th. Okay, so you're right. So so Captain Marvel's March 8th and then Endgame is the last week in, in April. So that's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. Although it's weird getting trailers for Endgame when like there's another Marvel movie already there, you know? Like Yeah. And obviously they couldn't spoil anything that was going to happen in Captain Marvel. But you got to imagine that Brie Larson's going to be in Endgame, but they couldn't obviously give that away but i did notice that they gave away ant-man which i think a brilliant advertising decision because ant-man is their smallest pun intended selling franchise so what do you do you put ant-man front and center in the end game trailer and people say holy shit ant-man is in avengers Endgame. we have to see ant-man and the wasp and ant-man and the wasp is how convenient, available on demand on iTunes. <laughs> I see it every time I turn my Apple TV on. Oh, yeah. But not on Netflix yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm so waiting. you haven't, that was the only one you haven't watched yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, that's the thing is it, it would interest you to see him in the trailer of the Avengers movie, judging upon how it kind of ends <laughs> in Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. So, um,. I'll probably end up giving it away to you, but I'll try not to throughout the show. Just literally just don't, and then you won't have given it away. (laughs) That's the only thing you have to do to not give it away is don't. (laughs) So do you want to dive into Oh, and and how does this relate to the Oscars? Well, Bob was so kind, he put together a nice list of all the actors who've been nominated for Oscars. Some have won, some have just been nominated, honored to be nominated, and it took him probably in the amount of time it took you to do that i might have been able to fit in ant-man and the wasp and had it watched yeah yeah it took a while but the point to that is like as i was re-watching these these movies there are a few things that kind of 
relearned. One, that they were planning on making like the Avengers and bringing all the whole universe together from the start. I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, because in the post credit scene for Iron Man, there's um, Nick Fury. Exactly. So I think part of this is, and, and something I guess that's kind of important to this conversation, is I'm a huge fan of the Marvel movies, the cinematic universe, but I, I'm not a comic book person. I've never read any of the comics. I was never into it. These movies kind of brought me into it. So, like, whenever all these things, like, end credit sequences happened and, like, Samuel Jackson pops up, the first time I watched it meant nothing to me. Right. Because I didn't know who the hell these people were or what was going on. Um, so, none of this really meant anything to me until I rewatched it after kind of watching all of the Marvel movies already as they're coming out. And, yeah, it, I didn't realize how much they're tying these movies into each other. I thought they were just kind of separate things um, when they first came out, you know, as what, teenager? Yeah, they've been going on for a pretty long time now. I but. guess it could also be one of those things like the like the monster universe that Universal is trying to make and like the DC universe. Like, they, like, yeah, they plant the seeds for that to be what happens, but that's only like a best case scenario. I mean, if Iron Man had bombed, we probably wouldn't have the MCU, right? Exactly. So it was, it was really interesting kind of seeing how they were intentionally you know planting these seeds like you said and then how much like effort they put in came out super noticeable when i was starting to look and we're you know we're an oscar themed podcast and you know today's episode is not not that oscar themed but while watching all these marvel movies it's like they're jam-packed with academy award nominees and winners Mm -hmm. these movies and i just found that really interesting so yeah i took the time, a lot of time, <laughs> to come up with a list of all the, all the actors and actresses that are in the Marvel universe. That yeah, they're in, they're in Oscar movies, but they're also in the Marvel universe. I thought that's pretty cool. That they really, it seems like they really tried to get this thing going, and you know now what it's become is just, just incredible. Yeah, I mean, starting with Iron Man, you take a chance with Robert Downey Jr., whose career was basically, you know. I mean, he would probably have signed up to do anything. And you have him for a couple of years. Thor doesn't come out until 2011, three years after Iron Man, and uh, followed by the first Avenger. So, um, and Iron Man 2 had already come out at that point. So I feel like with those two Iron Men, you kind of started to feel like, oh, this could be a successful thing. And I think they went full throttle into Thor, Captain America, and then the Avengers after that. So, like, your base isn't like, oh, let's get, like, the biggest celebrities ever to be in these movies. But after it became so successful, like, you started getting more and more people being like, yeah, I'll, I'll sign up for that big paycheck, right? Because I'm, sure I'm sure that Robert Downey didn't make $20 million for Iron Man. Yeah, I don't know what he made. But nevertheless, he was still, you know, he's still an Academy Award nominee, but, you know, before then, which is pretty yeah. interesting. And mm-hmm. it was also that movie... You know, Jeff Bridges is the bad guy. Academy Awards. Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> she won for Shakespeare in Love. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they they kind of, you know, and then Samuel Jackson at the end, of course. But it, it's it's interesting. They 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 really. I didn't really notice. I thought they just made a superhero movie and they just went well, so they kept making them. I didn't realize they kind of had this plan the whole time, this master plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think. Part of that is I was younger and didn't really care about the Marvel movies at the time. And part of me is like, I didn't really know anything about the comics. I didn't really get into this until the Avengers came out. I thought that was so cool when it first came out. It's like, oh my God, you're watching 
all these movies that tie into another movie. It's like watching like TV shows for a movie. It was just so cool. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's lost its appeal a little bit at this point, I think, because they've done it so well and for so long now that it's now it's sort of like commonplace, but still pretty thrilling. Um, I mean, the Avengers was like game changing. Then you had um, Age of Ultron, where they did it again, but they relied a little too heavily on the it's everyone in one movie thing and didn't really focus much on making a good movie. Then you follow that up with Civil War. You enter in Spider-Man. You have even more superheroes because you've got you've had Ant-Man. You've had um, Age of Ultron. So you got that. Then there, all the characters start coming together in the like the side movies, like Doctor Strange in Homecoming, in um, Black Panther, Ragnarok. Like you have cameos for with other characters and then infinity wars obviously like the ultimate still cool so i'm curious where all these movies rank on your list did you want to tell us did you want to give us some of the some of your rankings yeah so i guess should we start from the bottom start super negative and work our way to positivity okay. yeah sure <laughs> okay so um so Honestly, i think look, look sorry i'm looking at the list there's only the bottom two three four five movies that i really dislike yeah, I think that's fair. Honestly, the the bottom one is the only one I really, really dislike. All the others, I'm I'm happy with. They're not my mm-hmm. favorites, but it shows how high of a bar they they've kind of raised. So, bottom of the list, Thor: The Dark World. Hate okay. that movie. Absolutely hate that movie. <laughs> Why do you hate it so much? <laughs> it was just dumb. I just didn't care about anything that was going on in it. It's so forgettable. Um, when yeah. I re- when I rewatched it, I didn't remember any of it. And I remember going to the theater, being super excited for it, and just being thoroughly disappointed when I walked out. Um, but rewatching it didn't didn't give it any any help. It's just Thor's like buddies are. I just hate all of those characters. His like little fighting buddies. <laughs> okay. Which is why I'm so glad they kill them immediately in Ragnarok at like the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder like, if that was like a. Uh... Some sort of like, I don't know, acknowledgement well, that well, I mean, maybe the Dark World wasn't yeah, so great. A lot of a lot of Ragnarok's like best parts were that they just kind of shit on the the early two Thor movies, right? Um, where they make fun of uh, the end of Dark World in that little play starring Matt Damon and Sam Neill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that was pretty amazing. And then you know, yeah, killing off those idiot characters right from the beginning. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's like Natalie Portman, another Oscar nominee or winner. She won for Black Swan. It it was just like I love her, but it just she just drags the movie down. Yeah, it just didn't it didn't really work for me. Natalie Portman does not fit into the MCU, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, don't you just get that feeling that she just doesn't belong? Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't seem right. So yeah, Dark World was was um, my least favorite of all the Marvel movies by by far, by far. Yeah. It's at the very bottom of the list. They're like in London. Then like, what's his name? I liked the portal. I liked the portal scene, Which, like the the climax with the portals all opening and things coming through. Oh, where they like toss the keys in the portal and it doesn't come back. 
Yeah, and like, <laughs> isn't there like a taxi that gets like thrown through a portal? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Natalie Portman's like in some weird world with Thor, and she gets a phone call from like uh-huh. that guy she was dating. <laughs> and Thor's like, "Who's Kevin?" It's like a cave. <laughs> yeah, they're in like a cave, and her yeah. phone starts ringing. It's a really dumb ringtone. He's like, "Don't look at me. I, I don't have a phone. I'm Thor." Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she picks it up, and it's like that dude she was like going out to dinner with to kind of get over Thor. That scene was funny. And then he's asking about him all jealous, like, who's Kevin or whatever his name? I forgot his name. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, really? Really? Who's Kevin? Um, I thought the twist at the end of The Dark World was pretty good, though. What? That Loki's still alive? That Loki's still alive and is like Odin. And I thought I thought Odin was dead, but... Yeah, so that was, that was but... cool. And that, that was like a big setup and something I totally forgot about because the movie sucked so much, I thought. So, right, because it was a setup for the next Thor movie, which didn't happen for like five years. Yeah, for a very long time, probably because this movie wasn't that good. Yeah. They kind of gave I mean, up just the for a while. That they did. A th- I mean, it felt like they needed to do a third Thor movie after the, that cliffhanger, but um, still shocked that they put so much money into it. But you'll notice that in Ragnarok, I mean, the, the formula is just completely changed. Yeah, and Ragnarok. I think they addressed that the first two Thor movies, you know, didn't didn't hit as hard, and they they really wanted to take a new direction, and you know, bringing in Taika Waititi, I think was a great choice. I think he did an awesome job. So yeah, he was, was the director. One. So yeah, what's what's at the bottom of your list, Matt? Um, well, should I tell you what's at the bottom of my list, or should I just tell you where I put Thor: The Dark World? Oh yeah, let's do that. That would be boring if we were just doing. The same thing at the same time. Because you're going to be shocked. Oh, no. I have Thor uh, ranked 15th. Thor the Dark World ranked 15th? Uh, yes. Okay. Still in the bottom tier. It's still bottom tier, but I do have movies that are underneath it that you might be shocked about. Interesting. But, yeah. All right, so let's climb up the ladder. Okay. We didn't go very far. Uh, Thor 1 is is my second least favorite. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I have Thor 1 ranked um, 14th, so right above right above Thor the Dark World. Okay, so they're... they're... I was bored with Thor. Yeah, um, so it was it interesting. It was close for me because, because at least the Dark World didn't bore me, but the first Thor movie like absolutely put me to sleep. I mean, it's basically just a copy of Hercules. If you think about yeah. it, like Disney's Hercules, it's like, oh, God, man, gets his powers taken away, falls in love with the the mortal girl, and yeah. he's about to die, and then, oh, he's a god again. Oh, now he doesn't want to be a god. He wants to live on the earth with the mortals. Yeah. <laughs> Just like exactly like Hercules. Originally, I remember liking the original Thor a lot more, mm-hmm. and I think it was my favorite out of like the phase one. So phase one would be Iron Man. Um, Iron Man 2, Hulk, Thor, and Captain America, everything before the Avengers. Um, so I remember that being like my favorite in phase one, and I really liked uh, Thor, and it was cool that Natalie Portman was in there, and I was excited about it. And then it just, yeah, I just, I, rewatching it, I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was not. And it's like, you got all these great actors in it, like Anthony Hopkins is the king, King Odin, and he just kind of, I don't know, it was kind of lame in it, I thought. Yeah. Well, he does go to sleep, doesn't he? <laughs> the the Odin sleep. So. Yeah, so 
he's so lame he takes a nap like halfway through the movie. I I, I guess like for me, I was so I was kind of burnt out on origin stories at this point. So I was like, I don't want another origin story where the Hubert hero doesn't even have his powers. It's so boring. It's yeah. Like, I, I want action. <laughs> I've heard origin stories of all kinds. It, we're talking about like 2000 and what, 10 or 11 now. It's like, okay, we've had superhero. We've had good superhero movies for a decade and all of them have been origin stories. I'm tired of it. Yeah. So those, those two are at the bottom for me. We climb up the list. Uh, Iron Man 3 is next. Sorry, you glitched out for a second there. Sorry. Iron Man 3 is next on my list, is what I was saying. Okay, cool. I have Iron Man 3 ranked dead last. Really? Yeah. Interesting. A lot of people think Iron Man 2 is their least favorite. Um, uh-huh. And I was I was with them to a point until I rewatched and I kind of, I, it kind of changed. But yeah, Iron Man 3, it was fun at moments. I kind of liked the whole Ben Kingsley Mandarin fake out thing was kind of funny to me. Oh, see, that's not funny. <laughs> um, well, at least the scene where he finds him, I think is funny. Where he's just like, like in the bathroom with like the hookers and <laughs> just like yeah. drinking a beer and talking in a weird voice. I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. Um, There's some cool moments to it, but overall it just... It didn't make any sense to me. There's so many plot holes. Like, they put the president in War Machine suit, and he, like, can't control it. I was like, why couldn't he just fly away and shoot people instead of, like, oh, he's prisoner in the War Machine suit. Like, that made no sense. Yeah. And then, and then they're, they're just, like, Pepper turns into, like, a fire monster thing. <laughs> and that's not brought up at all in Infinity War when Pepper's, like, walking with Iron Man. Like, does she still have powers? I was so confused about that. Yeah, so like that was kind of there. There are just a lot of moments that didn't make it, like him having like panic attacks and being in like some like kid in Tennessee's PTSD. like friend in a garage, and he's just like making Iron Man suits in like some kid's little garage. <laughs> like it just didn't make yeah. any sense to me. It was kind of dumb. It just uh, seemed like this was the movie where the MCU got too big for them to make a movie like this because if the president were kidnapped, why aren't all the Avengers in on the mission? Like this is like a huge crisis. Especially it's, it's the one that's right after the Avengers in, at least in my list. I think it it was the the next one that came out too, but Mm -hmm. it is just like, you have the Avengers, this big movie, all the characters come together and then you go to Iron Man three and it just really dipped. Yeah. I was just like, what is this? Like, (laughs) <laughs> what's going on and yeah like the the mandarin was like supposed to be this scary thing and he's like super terroristy and blowing shit up and and like no one seems to care <laughs> yeah no, no one except iron man yeah it went from iron man 3 it went from avengers to iron man 3 and then thor the dark world so this was 2013 was like the dark year of the mcu it really was and and it was it was the part i dreaded the most because that's the order that you watch it into in my list yeah. That was like, oh no, I just finished the Avengers. Now I have to sit through <laughs> two movies in a row that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. And the other thing that and like, again, like they're, me they're, about Iron Man three Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Bob. No, I, I <laughs> no. All I want to hear is what you have to say, Matt. That's why I, what irked me was that like <laughs> you I couldn't get a, a grasp of how strong the Iron Man suits were because he has all of like the mach- like the robotic 
like robot operate like the Jarvis operated Iron Man suits, right? They're like all yeah. remote controlled and they all like one of them got like hit by a car and exploded. And like I just remember it just seems like his suits, depending on what the situation is, will either crumble or be indestructible. And so that kind of bothered me about Iron Man 3. And Don Cheadle playing Colonel Rhodes. He's like, oh, give me a suit at the end when they're fighting. And there's like a million Iron Man suits fighting battles by, you know, on AI or whatever. And he's like, oh, I can't. They're signature to my DNA. But like everyone's riding around in in War Machine suit. It's not (laughs) it's not his DNA. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just like it doesn't make any sense. And the president thing bothered me so much. It's like, oh, no, we got the president. He's in. A giant piece of military technology that kicks ass. Yeah. Oh no, how can we save him from this? It's like, bitch, save yourself. What are you doing? What is this? So, yeah. Iron Man 3. Eh. So, what's what's the power that Potts ends up getting? It's like some sort of, I don't know, extremist procedure that she has? Yeah, so basically the the main villain guy, Killian, Ultra Killian, I think is his name. He yeah. like comes up with this formula to heal people, but in doing so, they turn into like these fire <laughs> monsters. <laughs> and they can't control it. Um and at the end Tony Stark just like does a little math and fixes it all. <laughs> yeah. And they've been wor- they've been working on it for like 40 years. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just so it's just so silly. She's like, oh, I almost had this drunk and on the back of a napkin, you know, 40 years ago. I think I can fix it. It's like the yeah. end of the is the end of the movie. It's so stupid. Yeah. And so this has got to be like one of the worst Shane Black movies, right? I mean, he directed. Oh, hold on now, because now I'm looking at his recent movies and they haven't all been great. <laughs> um, but Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was so good. And... Um, he had just been coming off that in 2005, hadn't directed a movie in like nearly 10 years and does yeah. Iron Man 3, but made a fortune off it. So, I mean, like, good for him. And then he just directed The Predator this year, and that was not very good. So <laughs> I guess he's sort of done. But OK, so I have I have that ranked last. And um, full so- disclosure, I haven't ranked 19th because I have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I only have 19 <laughs> movies on my list. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it. I assure you, Ant Man the Wasp will be ranked higher for you than okay. than Iron Man than 3. twenty. Okay, cool, um, cool. Yeah, so so next up is uh, Iron Man two. Okay, okay. I have that ranked thirteenth. Uh, oh wow! Uh, slightly above Thor and Thor: The Dark World. Um, I don't know. I guess I didn't mind this movie very much. So tell me what it is that you didn't really like about. I mean, granted, that's still right at the bottom of the list. But um, as much as I love Sam Rockwell, the whole like villain structure between him and Mickey Rourke's character, I found a little weak of a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Mickey Rourke's weapons. Oh, those like weapons were pretty laser. cool. There's some funny scenes like, I want my bird. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'll get you the biggest bird in the world. He's like, no, I want my bird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like, you know, drone better. Like, there there are some, again, there's fun moments in all of them. Um, yeah. Things I like about Iron Man 2 is you introduce some new characters like Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. Um, War Machine gets, you know, gets in on the action. Although I really, you know, I love Don Cheadle, but I kind of wish Terrence Howard was just uh if he played Colonel Rhodes throughout the Marvel universe I think that would have been fun. Yeah. 
He's more of a military guy. He is, yeah. And I'm not the biggest fan of, like, changing a character and you just have to suspend disbelief. Like, I suspend enough disbelief, but um, (laughs) as it is. So the whole, like, Ed Norton thing bothers me, too. But, um, yeah, you know, that was a step back, in my opinion, from from Terrence Howard, even though I think it's because he's a maniac, right? I mean, he's, like, an absolute psychopath. So so what I've read, and I haven't read much, is it was between Robert Downey Jr. and Terrence Howard. Um, it was so, it was a feud between them, so they had to get rid of him. I think. Okay. Um, and it was something. Imagine. To do, and it was something to do with money. Um. Imagine if like they're like, no, we're gonna go with Terrence Howard. I'm sorry. <laughs> they get rid of. <laughs> they get rid of Robert Downey Jr. It's like fuck it, Terrence Howard's Iron Man now. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I I like Don Cheadle. Um, and I think he's probably a better actor than Terrence Howard, but for this role, it just it's like. Don Cheadle is like really like thin and not muscular looking and kind of mm-hmm. too nice to be like a a hardened military general. <laughs> yeah. Um, or colonel, I should say. Colonel Rhodes. So like it just didn't you know, Terrence Howard, like, he he has that to him where he I can I can believe that he's military. <laughs> it right. just it just made more sense to me. Um doesn't yeah. this one also end just like Iron Man with some guy in an Iron Man suit, <laughs> like yeah. fighting Iron Man? So a lot it's like of, all three of them sort of end that way. A lot of these movies, especially in the beginning of the universe, or at least the origin stories, is they tend to fight the evil version of themselves. So yeah. Iron Man 1, he fights Jeff Bridges in an Iron Man suit. <laughs> yeah. And then Iron Man 2, he fights Mickey Rourke in an Iron Man suit. Uh-huh. Incredible Hulk fights just a meaner Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else we got? Ant-Man. Ant-Man fights like another shrinking Ant-Man thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, is it? what is that? The Yellow Jacket. Yeah, uh, Captain yeah, yeah. America. They both had the same serum. Red Skull and, and Captain America. They kind of fight each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of, like, you just fight yourself, basically. Whoa. <laughs> That's deep. Yeah. Black Panther. You know, they're oh, they're both Black Panthers when they're fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> All so. right, so that's a common theme. Yeah. Um, also nominated for Best Visual Effects, Iron Man 2. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think, Did not win. Yeah. I think that's a fair nomination. There's a lot going on in that movie, for sure. Uh, there's, like, a yeah. crazy battle where it's, like... Iron Man and Colonel Rhodes are fighting against like a hundred robots. Uh-huh. Also a lot of that going on in the MCU. Just yeah. like fighting against armies of like dis- easily dispensed like robotic or like minion-minded armies. Iron Man 3 was also nominated for best best visual effects too, by the way. So, just saying. Okay, next movie. What do you got? Captain America, the first Avenger. Nice. Okay. Um, another one that I really liked memory-wise, and then when I rewatched it, I just kind of was, like, bored. Captain America's, um, you know, at his beginning, of course, and he's just so... Bob has... Did I lose you, man? Bob has... Bob, you froze again. <laughs> Hello? I never freeze. Um, okay, you really liked it when you first watched it, and then you watched it again, and you were disappointed. Yeah, basically. It was a little boring. He was too, just, like, goody too shoesy in the in the beginning movie. Um, I love Tommy Lee Jones, but I felt like he was kind of underutilized. 
I think we have this. I think we have this ranked. What what ranking is this for you? Sixteen. So it'd be 20, 19, 18, 17. 16, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's where I have it too. I guess I should have put numbers next to the rankings. I, had to do I wouldn't expect that much from you. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it as we're, as we're going. Yeah, so oh, we have it. So we finally aligned. Yeah. It'll probably be the only one that we've aligned on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought there, there was a lot of underutilization. I thought that Hugo Weaving as Red Skull was underutilized. Yeah, and he's like a great villain to use. And he's mm-hmm. not often a villain either, uh, or maybe he is, I guess. But he, yeah, he's such a great actor. I love him, uh, especially for these kind of roles where he's like a weird character. Again, underutilized, I thought. Yeah. And so there are some is... great moments, but overall, just a good movie. Like again, I like all these movies. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but you know, when you rank them, you know, some of them had to be at the bottom, and unfortunately, Captain America good for its time you know they're just starting the marvel universe but doesn't compare to the other ones yeah you wonder if like if they had sat on hugo weaving for a little bit if he wouldn't have been a bigger character in the mcu you know what i mean like if they hadn't used him so soon if he had if if they'd been like oh he'd be a great thanos or something you know what i mean oh used to use the actor later in the universe Yeah. yeah there are a few moments like that where it's like oh no this actor died in the Marvel universe, so now you know that's it. We can't use him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there, you know, there are a few of those where they'll play a villain or something like that. And it's like, oh, if only you know you stuck around a little longer, this would have been interesting. But you know, it is what it is. And you know, as these things are forming, nothing's sure. Mm-hmm. And another one of those moments where like little things I didn't really realize. I didn't realize that the thing they were using to make weapons in Captain America was the Tesseract. Right. I thought they were just different things. Yeah, that that was also something that I didn't quite click with the first time through. And now looking back, I'm, as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, that's what's happening in First Avenger. Like, because same thing as you, I'm not that in, I'm not into the comics, so I wasn't able to see how things were weaving together. Like a lot of the Easter egg things, which actually became not just Easter eggs, but actually the main story arc of the entire series. I just was like, oh, that's a fun Easter egg for people who like the comics, when actually I should be picking this up as someone who's watching all of the movies to sort of understand the full concept of what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, I felt the same way. I was just like, oh, cool, you're, you're you know, you're pleasing your comic fans. But it was really, it, it was all, in t- all these things, for the most part, were intended for, you know, setting up the other movies, and I kind of didn't pay attention to a lot of it. And these mm-hmm. movies really tightly kind of interweave together and were like very well planned out um and watching them in order you know all at once you really i really gained this perspective it's like yeah the tesseract you know it's they dig it up for world war ii to make the weapons then it's used again in, in avengers and then thanos breaks it and puts it in his infinity gauntlet like it's all the same thing right and red skull popping up in in infinity war at the end with the soul stone it's like oh i thought he was dead this is weird but then you watch captain america and at the end when captain america defeats him you just see him go into space he doesn't actually die right the tesseract opens and you see space and he just falls through it and then it closes mm-hmm. so you know me thinking like oh this is stupid why is he alive this doesn't make any sense when i was watching infinity war in the theaters and then now watching you know captain america maybe just everyone picked up on this but i didn't it was like oh he didn't die he just went into space 
but it right. um it looks like it. So it was interesting. So now technically, friend, if you are doing this chronologically, you should not have watched the post credit scene until several movies later. <laughs> See that that's where it gets tricky. A lot of these on the list, they consider the movie and not the post credit scene. Okay. Um so for instance, and I'm I just have to say it. Um but in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the movie takes place before Infinity War. Mhm. Um it doesn't really directly tie into it. It's just a separate movie. Um and right. then the post credit scene brings you up to speed essentially to like after Infinity War. Okay. Um, so like that got confusing, but they still wanted me to watch Ant-Man before Infinity War. Cause like, fuck the post credit scene. Like, let's talk about the movies. Okay. Um, sure. Unless you, unless this is your first time watching it and then you spoil Infinity War by watching the post credit scene. Yeah, of course. But you know, if you're, if you're a fan enough and you care about being spoiled, like you should have seen Infinity War before Ant-Man. True. What I want someone to do is take. Take all twenty movies, put them on, put them to get together to one file, and then move those post-credit scenes for me to where they belong. And then at the end of that forty-hour movie, then you can run the credits of all twenty movies at the end. So I mean, we can take it a step further and cut the movies up because um, some of them happen simultaneously. Yeah. Um. So for instance, the reason. The order in the beginning of phase one that I kind of described is, you know, you go Captain America, the Iron Man movies, then Hulk and Thor is because Hulk and Thor happen in the middle of Iron Man 2. Um, okay. And they kind of talk about it. Now that I've watched all the movies, it makes sense. So, for instance, uh, in the middle of Iron Man 2, Tony Stark is kind of on house arrest. Agent Coulson's there and he's like, oh, you're not allowed to leave. And then at at the end of hit, at that like that house arrest or whatever you want to call it, he's like, "Oh, sorry, I got to take care of something in New Mexico." That's Thor. Okay. That's when his um his hammer lands in New Mexico and they set up the whole base. Agent Coulson is there. Okay. Um in New Mexico. So it's like in the middle of Iron Man 2, should we cut to Thor? <laughs> yes. See that see that'd be cool. Like I almost guarantee you that someone's already done that though. Like yeah. I bet they've had phase 1, phase 2 and phase 3 like chopped and screwed so that everything does i would watch that yeah and then you know thor and and hulk's kind of happening during all of that and then the the character that's chasing hulk uh, played by william hurt you know ends up becoming secretary of state and then he's in captain america um civil war with the soviet uh uh, sokovia accords and stuff like that so it's all it's all kind of interweaved and i didn't realize how how much it was Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkeye's in Thor, which I didn't oh. realize. Yeah, and he's such- they have a they have a scene where Thor is trying to escape, right? Yeah, so so Thor doesn't have his powers yet, and he's about to get the hammer from that base that Coulson and the Shield people set up. And he's like, "I need someone to put a gun on him." And you see a hand reach for a gun, and then it stops. And then he he goes he pans over and he he grabs a bow and arrow instead, which to me at mm-hmm. the time meant nothing because <laughs> I don't know who right. Hawkeye is. Um, right. But, uh, you know, comic book fans are like, oh, shit, Hawkeye. And then he has the bow and arrow on him. He doesn't end up shooting him. And that's pretty much all he's in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But Jeremy, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye is in Thor. And then all of a sudden, you know, Avengers pops up. And I never made that connection until I rewatched it just now. Right. So. Very cool. So What's interesting. next? Oh, did so, I say where I had them? Yeah, 16th. Cool. Yeah. So now we're on 15. Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. I have them 17, so we're going in the reverse order. 
Yeah, but still, we're still in the kind of the general direction of nothing crazy conflicting yet. Yeah, so Uh, like we've been within three or four of each other so far, and I'm just like curious because you'd said that you thought that maybe my rankings would be drastically different upon like because you got to rewatch them and I haven't, but so far it's been pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess it is pretty close. Except we're getting pretty far away from where I have Hulk. I don't know where you have Hulk unless it's next. Like. It it's is. gonna be pretty okay. Cool. So, all right. <laughs> so yeah. So pretty much, it's been the same. So um, okay. So Age of Ultron. Um, yeah, I have that ranked below the first Avenger, below Thor, below the the, the Dark World. Just an utter disappointment for me. Um, like top to bottom disappointment for me. So as far as expectations go, probably the most disappointing movie in the Marvel universe. Right. Totally right. So. And I probably would have put this movie down all the way there um, if I didn't rewatch the movies. Um, but still, the just everyone in the same movie and just the overall movie and what was going on with it versus like the very early movies that I didn't like. To me, it was just better. So I don't know if that would change with you if you rewatched them today. But that's kind of how I felt with with Ultron. Um, and it really sets up the, the next big phase of stuff. I mean, it sets up the Sokovia Accord, right? Um, yeah, because yeah. It's, so, it's that's kind of why, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they dropped the city. But um, so it does have ramifications. I wouldn't say that it was like a meaningless movie. I would just say that it was clear to me that Joss Whedon was very overwhelmed with like where he nailed it with the Avengers, giving everybody their equal t- time. He, it seemed like there was just too much. For him to try and cover with Age of Ultron and just became like overwhelming for him. Um, I thought the opening sequence looked fake and I don't say that often in the MCU but like it seemed fake and over the top when they were like that opening battle sequence in the woods. Yeah and they tried to kind of replicate the like the crowning moment of Avengers where it's like a single take Supposedly, I'm sure it's not with how they generate it, you know, the effects yeah. um, where you see each Avenger fighting all in one shot. Basically, they kind of do that in the beginning to be like, oh, look right. at this amazing movie. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And, it, and again, it's not often they really not that I'd say the effects always look real, but you always kind of just accept them and believe right. them. And they, they do a good job of integrating everything. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. c- computer generated characters that just work for me. Um, mm-hmm. We're in like the Star Wars movies; they usually don't. But <laughs> let's not yeah. go there, <laughs> right? So. Oh, so by the way, I've decided I am done with Star Wars. <laughs> really? I'm still gonna watch all the movies, but I'm officially like in I don't care territory with Star Wars. Oh, uh, I guess I was there since like middle school. Okay, cool, cool. Um, That's fair. I just I liked them as a kid, and they were enjoyable as a kid. But after. After a while, I just kind of accepted them as just kind of mindless kid movies and didn't really get attached to them like everyone else seems to be so yeah, yeah. so attached to them for some reason. Yeah, and they're not, they're not that great. I mean, they are mindless kid movies still. Like, the ones they're making now still are those. So, yeah, and the like, thing is, like, people treat them like they're not, but, like, even George Lucas, like, he's like, oh, yeah, they're kids movies. Like, that's yeah. what he's trying to make. yeah. Um, so I now yeah. appreciate them as that, but like when Force Awakens came out, I was like, "This is awesome," and then since then, it literally has just been mindless shit. And I'm just like, "Wait, 
why am I getting hyped about this? Why am I why am, am I expecting this to be? It's not even up to cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe standards as far as like the storytelling goes. I mean, there's no depth. There's no complicated characters. There's nothing about it. Even like the special effects are pretty great. I will say that. But um, yeah, so I'm just throwing that out there. That like yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much fucking done with Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's nice to be at that point. Yeah, I didn't watch Solo in theaters. I haven't watched it yet, and. I'm not really going to rush to the theaters to see any of the movies anymore. I'm kind of like, if they're on, I guess I'll watch them. If someone drags me to the theater, I'll watch them. But yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way. And again, you're right. Like, like these Marvel movies are kind of the same marketplace as the Star Wars. They're the kind of mindless, fun, general audience, special mm-hmm. effects, you know, totally unrealistic movies, you know, kind of in that realm. And yeah. these Marvel movies just kind of blow them away. Yeah. And well, I'm not I even a comic main... book guy. You know, <laughs> right? I would say that the main difference is that like, and maybe it's just how I'm perceiving it, but like there, the MCU is not afraid to take risks with the decisions that characters make. Like when they did civil war and they had two characters who are beloved fighting each other, like that was kind of risky and you have them trying to convince the other that they're wrong. Whereas in star Wars, you really never have that because maybe it's just me, but I feel like, for example, Last Jedi had Rey accepted Kylo Ren's hand and been like, oh, yeah, let's join forces. That is That to me is a, a risk take in the storytelling that I would have been behind. And I've been like, wow, that's really cool that they decided to take that risk with the narrative. Now I'm interested to see what happens next. But they didn't do that because they want Kylo to be the evil guy and Rey to be the nice hero and sell their, you know, sell their toys and market them that way. I just think that there's just no risk where... With Civil War, with, you know, with what you see in um, Infinity War, like, with, you know, what happens with the characters in that, like, that, those are really big moments that, even though it's a fun story, it's still, like, a crazy narrative decision. Yeah, and there's no reason why they had to, like, continue the old Star Wars story so many years later. Right. They could have kind of just taken the universe and done whatever they wanted with it. And expanded it. And maybe it ties back into the original story eventually. Um, yeah. But, like, why but the, why continue the, it? Because the problem is that, like, and now we're getting off topic, but, like, the problem is that there's just not much to the original story. And there's not much to the Star Wars universe at all. It's just, like, a bad guy and a good guy. And that was what made the classic so classic, is, like, it didn't need to be that complicated. But now when you want to do two movies a year, like, <laughs> it turns out there's not much else to do. Yeah. Kind of disappointing. Where Marvel, just like, <laughs> how many movies a year come out? Like, last year, it was like, I mean, Thor was technically two years ago, but the, it was like Thor Ragnarok came out in like November, then like Black Panther in February, then Infinity War in like March or April, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp like two weeks later. Yeah. And all those movies are, you know, much mm-hmm. higher up on my list. Right. They right. really just started getting their shit together around then. So yeah. let's take a uh, let's take a quick break. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a long ass episode, <laughs> but whatever. It's our first time back, and we have a lot to say to each other. So let's take a quick break. We'll uh, be back and jump into some maybe some Oscar stuff. Okay. Cool. Maybe I guess who knows. All right.
And we're back here on the podcast goes to talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not very Oscar related. However, several of these movies, as we've already said, were nominated for visual effects. So that counts. Also, um, we do have a giant list that we're not going to go over of all the Oscar nominated actors and actresses um, that Bob was so kind enough to put together for us. Um, So thank you for that, Bob. You're welcome. There's uh, anyway, 46. <laughs> 46. 46. He typed them all up. They were already <laughs> on a list on the internet, but he typed them up. Um, so, Bob, you've obviously had a lot of downtime. Um, what with your leg being in a machine for eight hours a day. What have you been watching? I mean, this this kind of is the what are you watching segment. <laughs> Just an extended <laughs> one. Yeah. I've been watching Marvel movies. No. So once I finish the Marvel movies... I've been watching a lot of stuff, but I guess right now I'm watching Dragon Ball Z. I started from the very beginning. Okay. <laughs> and I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> um, I needed something to kind of watch, but like throw on in the background. And since that show, I don't really remember all the earlier episodes and stuff like that. So I figured I'd just start from the beginning and it just moves so slow. The pacing is so terribly slow, which is great for background stuff because I can kind of like work and have the show on. And then when something actually exciting happens, I kind of tune in and then I can <laughs> go back because yeah. um, the pacing in that show, I love it dearly, but it's just so incredibly slow. <laughs> so how long are the episodes? They're like 19 minutes. Oh, um, how slow could they be? I mean, there's episodes where, like, there will be a countdown on a bomb for 10 seconds, and it'll be the whole episode. (laughs) That's awesome. That's how slow it is. That's Uh, awesome. I love that. Each episode, like, the first scene of the episode is, like, a longer version of the last scene of the last episode. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it, it it moves slow. (laughs) It moves really (laughs) slow. It's almost like they intentionally wanted to fill more space to, like, make more episodes and make more money. And they like went out of their way to make it slower than it needed to be. Uh, <laughs> that's how slow it is. But enough about that, because I don't know if I'm gonna get through all the episodes. I'm on like season three right now, and there's like ten. But oh my god, there's like thirty episode, thirty five a season or something like that. It's crazy. I can't do the math off the top of my head yeah. here, but there's a lot going on. And like the funny thing about it too is like I'm on the Frieza saga right now. It's literally okay. a whole season fighting this one guy. <laughs> so that's like 6,000 minutes. And um, with 60 minutes in an hour, that's 100 hours. So you have 100 hours of Dragon Ball Z to watch. Yeah, and unlike total. unlike the, the Marvel Universe, where like in Infinity War, they all kind of gang up on Thanos and they have a plan. Here they just, it's like, oh no, we can't defeat this guy. Why don't we fight them one at a time and all lose? <laughs> it's just like, why not just yeah. all fight them at the same time and try to win? You know, it just uh, it doesn't make any sense. But whatever, <laughs> you know, it's anime. Uh, anime doesn't usually make sense. What have you been watching, Matt? That's true. Um, so I've not had a lot of time to watch anything new, but I am still watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine and am highly anticipating the new... Uh, John Luke Picard series that Patrick Stewart is coming out with in the Patrick middle of next Stewart. year. Patrick Stewart? Yeah, so he's going to be back. 
And so that's exciting. And Star Trek Discovery starts up again in three weeks. It's by far my least favorite of the Star Trek series. However, it is still new Star Trek, so I will be consuming that like a chump. And furthermore, along those lines of me being a chump, I have been paying my CBS All Access payments monthly ever since season one finished of Star Trek. Because Star Trek Discovery is only on CBS All Access. So ever since season one is finished, I have not needed it. However, I've still been paying for it ever since. (laughs) And so at this point, it's like, well, I'm not going to cancel it now because it starts in three weeks. So congratulations, CBS. You $5.99 a month for like six months. You've managed (laughs) to steal money from me. That sucks. Uh, Yeah. So fuck. Fuck me. But um, so that's been what's going on in my life. You've been going also, to the uh, the movies lately, watching, starting to watch the the Oscar movies. Starting to watch the Oscar movies. Um, I've I haven't seen much recently. Been running around a lot for the holidays. But um, I did see Roma with Keith Brown last week. Oh, um, oh! I thought Keith Brown. You made it sound like Keith Brown was in Roma. Uh, you watched it with him, starring Keith Brown <laughs> as uh, as Cleo. Um, <laughs> the maid so i really enjoyed roma it built on me the more i thought about it i liked it to begin with but um really curious to hear your thoughts and to maybe talk about it on a future show because i'm i'm almost sure it'll be nominated for best picture this year which will be kind of interesting because it's a netflix movie right it is a netflix movie it did get a limited theatrical release so that it would be oscar eligible and i'm pretty sure it would be the first oscar nominated netflix movie now, Amazon's been nominated, but Netflix is only just now starting to uh, same day and date release their movies in theaters for eligibility purposes. Um, so, yeah, that should be interesting. I'm also curious when The Irishman's going to come out because that's going to be this, another situation where it, – because it's a Scorsese. Um, oh, yeah. Sh- I, haven't, I haven't heard much about it except while it was filming, I heard a lot about it because they're shooting it in New York, I think. Right, yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm near New York, so I have a lot of friends that were like extras and PAs and stuff like that on it. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to hear about. I'm trying to think what Oscar movies I've kind of watched this year in theaters. So I saw, was it Star is Born, I guess, is probably in the mix. Yeah, probably. Really enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I thought watching the that 1930s one <laughs> for the show kind of ruined it because i knew exactly beat for beat what was going to happen and it didn't change at all Mm -hmm. beat for beat and it kind of just bored me to be honest i love the concert performances i saw it in dolby atmos which made it really like really cool experience to watch the concerts you really felt like you were at a concert um first man was probably my favorite of all the movies this year but Uh it's not really getting a lot of buzz black klansman i thought was really good Oh yeah, um, I like Black Klan- Black Klansman, but I, I it's funny I don't I didn't connect that that might be an Oscar movie. Yeah, but yeah, I mean I guess it could. There's Spike Lee. Yeah. Um, what else is in the mix? The Favorites probably in the mix. I thought that was pretty oh, good. That was that, I haven't seen that yet, but I did see um, Mary Queen of Scots. That movie sucked. I thought it was awesome. Really? Well, You're okay, the only so, one. So here's the thing. I say it, I thought it was awesome. Like it was a half an hour too long. It definitely was paced awfully and i did give i did get a little bit of a phantom thread vibe from it 
so I can see why you hated it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I was I'm like just, a sucker for that. So. Yeah, no, I, I guess so. Um, with Phantom Thread, I hated it and I was bored, but I could, while I was watching it, I would be like, oh, you know what? I can see why someone would enjoy this and why it could get nominated. Right. I didn't feel that way for Mary Queen of Scots at all. It okay. just was boring. I didn't know any of the characters' names. Um, well, you knew Mary. Yeah, I knew Mary and the Queen. What, her name is Elizabeth or something. Um, okay. But besides, Who I didn't the- realize is Margot Robbie. Despite all of the hype about her being played by Margot Robbie, I forgot the whole movie that it was her. <laughs> That's funny. That's like I didn't know First Man was directed by Damien Chazelle, and it surprised the shit out of me when I watched the credits. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was like, Margot Robbie was pretty good. I thought it was one of her weaker performances. Still a great performance, but one of her weaker ones. Saoirse Ronan was, was good. Again, not, not as good as I thought. You're frozen. I don't see you, Matt. I'm not frozen. Oh, okay. You're just looking at something. You're yeah, sta- looking... you're, you're standing so incredibly still that I couldn't see you. <laughs> I'm not frozen. You're frozen. <laughs> no, I was quoting Infinity War, but that's okay. Um... But yeah, so, so I don't know. It was just boring to me and I didn't really care about anything that was happening and none of the side characters. I couldn't tell who was who and what the intentions were. I don't know. It was just, ugh. I'm trying to pull up my review of the movie, but for some reason I'm having technical difficulties at the moment. So Do you write we'll reviews just- for every movie you watch? Not every movie, but like I have this app Letterboxd, which is like a movie review app. And um, I follow Keith and Roger Bacon on it. And that's pretty much it. And um, (laughs) so I do. What else do you need but Brown and Bacon? Yeah, exactly. Okay, here you go. I said, okay, watch this for the costumes, the production design, and to settle into a time and place for a few hours. It's a thrilling piece of history though the movie was far from thrilling it was far from unforgettable it was far from new far from unique and far from inspiring gorgeously put together well written and well acted but if you're not into this kind of thing you're not going to enjoy this at all so that's a fair assessment um i don't know if i'd say it was well written and well acted but (laughs) otherwise i'm pretty much with you on that yeah so that was like right after i watched it so maybe the well written part i would omit but I thought the acting was okay. Um, that being said, so... I mean, two like Saoirse Ronan and Margot Robbie, like two of the best actresses, you know, in their prime in our day. True. Um, but just given that they're both in the movie, I, I guess I was expecting a lot more. True. I, don't know. I feel Speaking like a weak things, Oscar year. Yeah, it does seem like a weak Oscar year. And like, I don't know. Um, I don't know if they're going to get 10 Oscar movies this year. Like, you know how they have a choice? Like, you don't need to nominate 10. Yeah, it's like 5 to 10, right? Yeah, like, I don't even know if they're going to hit their 10 this year. Um, I did also watch Bad Santa. Terrible, terrible movie. What, the the Billy Bob Thornton movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, that came out years ago. What are you talking yeah. about? I know. I just want to throw that in there. I was very disappointed. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, let's get back into the list because you have you have places to go, don't you? Yeah, we got like fifteen minute warning here, so (laughs) we've gotten through six of the twenty movies. (laughs) So let's see what we can do. All right, so we we left off at um, fifteen and fourteen were Age Ultron for me and Incredible Hulk. Um, Incredible Hulk was a lot better than I remembered it. It was really, Mm -hmm. I thought it was really well shot. It's kind of beautifully shot. I thought Ed Norton was awesome. 
I'm sort of bummed that they got rid of him, but Mark Ruffalo is a much better fit for being a whole ensemble. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so it was a good decision they made. So number 13, Avengers. Whoa. Yes, dropped significantly. Holy shit. And I'll tell you why. I okay, think the best do. part of that movie is the whole bringing everyone together for the first time. Yeah. And after watching all the other Marvel movies and rewatching the Avengers, not that good. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. So that was a big change for me because that was towards the top of my list originally. Yeah. And then I rewatched it and I was like, it, you know, without that being the, the driving force of why I liked the movie, there wasn't much else for me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. That's, that's, wow. I'm shocked. I mean, I just thought that it was like the most well put together of all the movies. Yeah, I thought so too until I rewatched it. Not to say that you would do the same, but that's that's how mm. I felt. There were moments I liked, like the uh, Iron Man versus Thor. Doth mother know you weareth her drapes? <laughs> Shit like that. It's funny, but uh, overall. Um, or when Loki guess, yells at Hulk. <laughs> he's like, I'm a I god, and he smashes him. Puny god. Yes, that is awesome. Um, the the one shot of all of them standing together was badass. Uh, iconic. And I guess for me, it was like, I still remember the thrill of sitting in the theater and watching it with my best friends. Like, I, you know, so it was like, that is what really is, makes it special for me. Um, but that's really low. I mean, that's not yeah. like it was like, hey, I'm going to put move this down a few. That's like right after all the shitty movies, you put that movie. Pretty, pretty much. Um, Hulk was at number 14 was one that I actually liked i thought it was a good movie so like everything above hulk are movies that i i really like um, okay the ones cool. below it are like eh. so avengers yeah and it kills me too because it's what brought me into the universe like i right. watch the other movies just because like i go to the movies a lot there's always part of my culture but you know it really after avengers was when i really got hooked yeah and i was like i have to watch all these movies and be a part of this story mm. uh it's just really cool so yeah, Avengers, where where is it on the list for you? Probably like number, top five? Number one. <laughs> really? Number one. <laughs> here's here's where we go haywire then, I guess. Um, yeah. So number 12, one that jumped significantly higher on my list. Um, before rewatching them all, it was probably the last one. No idea. I can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, um, Black Panther. No, no. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Um, I was so disappointed when I watched it in theaters, and I hated it. I really enjoyed it the second time around. Yeah. What did uh, you hate about it the first time? I don't... I guess, like, um, from Guardians 1 to Guardians 2, it just wasn't as good, and everyone was coming out of the theater saying it was better. So I think yeah. that, that kind of skewed me. There was a lot going on that meant nothing to me, which... Like uh, the whole Sylvester Stallone stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Just like, what is this? This isn't even like, I don't know what this has to do with anything. None of the characters <laughs> grew at all from the first movie. Everything they learned about themselves the first movie, they just do the same shit again in the second movie. Yeah, yeah. Which bothered me the when I watched it in theaters, but it didn't bother me at all watching it. Because um, in my list, you watch Guardians back to back. Because they're so far away from everywhere else that the movies came out later but it kind of takes place in the same amount of time yeah so yeah guardians 2 a lot better the second time around okay cool so i have that list of nine 
Um, okay, so it's 12 for me. So I, I, I went, I had the same thing where I went out of the theater and I was like, holy crap, this is way better than the first one. And then, you know, as I like thought about it more, maybe not, but um, I think oh, it was the opposite me, of me. Yeah. 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 So I was like, oh, but it was just so funny. And I thought that they, they, they utilized the humor a lot better in the second one. But then like reading about like, okay, it was funny, but like maybe too funny. And I was like, okay. I guess I could see that a little bit. Yeah, and you got to cut Guardians some slack because, yeah, they're very silly. Um, but it's kind of the point. Right. That's yeah. the whole point of their them. It's, you know, from what I understand, the point of, like, the comic and why people yeah. were really surprised when they came out with Guardians at all. Um, mm-hmm. When the first one came out, they're like, people made this? Like, all my comic book friends were like, I can't believe they made Guardians of the Galaxy. And then they love the movie. Right, um, yeah. So I guess Drax was like, you know... Drax was like a caricature of himself, which he is, I guess, supposed to be like, I, like he was really funny to me. And then someone was like, yeah, maybe we get a little too much of him in the movie. Yeah. So he goes from like, yeah, he's kind of he's a thesaurus for lack of a better word. He's, he's yeah. very, you know, like doesn't get humor and stuff like that. And then the second movie, he's just laughing hysterically the entire movie. Yeah. And it was I guess at the time it was too much for me, but I just kind of accepted the silliness Mm-hmm. When I rewatched it and I enjoyed it a lot more. And if I made the list before I watched the movies, it'd probably be 19. It would be Thor to wow. Dark World at the bottom. And I really hated this movie when I watched it in theaters. Okay, cool. Um, but the jokes are great. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it the second time around. So then we go up to 11. Uh, Captain America Civil War. <sighs> okay. <laughs> which is towards the top for a lot of people. Yep. I really like this movie. I saw it in Keith Brown's class, believe it or not. Okay. Um, we went to the IMAX theater and watched it. And overall, it was really good. Just, I think, once you get above this, all the movies I just liked more. Um, there wasn't so, anything I hated about it. It just wasn't as good as the other ones. Okay. That's fair. I have it listed number four. I've seen it twice. Um, the second time, I didn't enjoy it as much. But the airport scene is just so good that I have to just move it up. Oh, sorry. I'm, I mixed up Winter Soldier and Civil War. Okay. Uh, no, but you're right. It is Civil War. Yeah, I really like the movie. It's not what I watched in Keith Brown class. I watched it in Winter Soldier in his class. But yeah, Civil War. Lots of fun. Uh, the airport scene is great. Um, but mm. overall, the movie kind of... I don't know. It, it got a little over dramatic for me. Okay. Um, I didn't like that the finale was... The finale was like a lo- another uh, kind of twist like they did with Iron Man 3, where it's like the five super soldiers that they were developing, it turns out they were all dead. Yeah, that was kind of weird. So I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing like this epic battle with these five super soldiers, and then they were there. That never happened. Yeah. So I really like this movie for like introducing Spider-Man, bringing mm-hmm. Ant-Man into the mix. Um, yeah. Black Panther introduced. Um, kind of getting the whole oh, everyone together, getting an emotion for Infinity War eventually. Um, but that was pretty much the extent of what I liked in it, to be honest. Okay. I love the airport fight, but it really is so stupid. They're all about like saving people, not trying to damage things. And then they just like destroy a whole airport because <laughs> they're like petty. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and like the fight with Captain America at the end, it was like it's a cool fight scene, but it's just like. Why are Iron Man and Captain America fighting? Yeah. Like, like he's whining about his parents and stuff. Like, I, I don't know. It was a little much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, what do you got next? Um, we so have then, seven minutes. Uh, so, <laughs> so number ten is uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, it was a cool, it was a different style than the rest of the movies in the genre. It's kind of like that crime thriller. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. The Fall of Shield was kind of nice. I kind of got sick of them. Um, so yeah. I root, I root for bad things to happen, like Thor's friends dying, <laughs> stuff like that. Dark. <laughs> um yeah so winter soldier solid movie and then number nine um the original iron man okay uh originally didn't like it as much in memory but re-watching it i just appreciate the shit of like how it started the universe how solid of a movie it is and how it was so good that it kicked off the whole thing it was really exciting yeah i agree i rewatched that one recently like right before infinity war and was really impressed. I mean, it's it's it stands the test of time, and not that it's that old, but it is ten years old. And superhero movies have come a long way since then. And um, as a standalone movie, it really works. It does. It does. And it, I think it's because they made it specifically as a standalone, but also threw in the just in case, let's build mm-hmm. this universe kind of thing. Right. Um, but it was the only old one that really held up. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I it's agree. funny that this big, awesome Marvel universe starts in Afghanistan. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the first scene of the movie. <laughs> uh, um, so Iron Man number nine. Where do you have Iron Man? I have Iron Man number six. I have it okay. pretty high. Um, and I had Winter Soldier at 12, so kind of near where you had it, too. Okay. Um, and I, I just like the way they used Captain America and Winter Soldier. I thought it was a big step up from what they did with First Avenger, so... Yeah, he's starting to grow as a character, and he gets better in each movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I love him in Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. Oh, I loved him in Infinity War. But uh, what a waste. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> we're we're hitting time here. Number eight, Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, really loved it. I thought the effects were mind-blowing. It was nominated this year, that year, but it lost to fucking Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't say that. Have you seen that. the new Jungle Book? I heard it was really good. Um, I heard so too. Okay, cool. Um, an incredible voice cast, but let's yeah. not get off topic here. Yeah, so <laughs> I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought he's a great character. There are some things that are kind of goofy and strange, for lack of a better descriptive mm-hmm. word, in Doctor Strange, but I really enjoyed it. And it was one of my favorite movies that came out the year it came out. Um, really, really liked it. In the theater, didn't like it as much afterwards, but still enjoyed it. Um, number seven, Black Panther. Okay. Really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, I love the structure of the the villains. I like how in the beginning you think Andy Serkis is the main villain. Mm-hmm. And he was awesome. If he gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor this year at the Oscars, I'd be so happy. But it won't happen. <laughs> um, but I love his character. He's fucking also crazy. In, also in... Um, Jungle Book. Also in Jungle Book. Directed Jungle Book, but also in Age of Ultron. Yeah, he's also in Ultron. Um, and he's just great. I love that character. I love seeing him live action. It's rare. Yeah. Um, and he was really good. And I love the twist where it goes from him to Michael B. Jordan. And Michael B. Jordan was a great villain. Yeah. Just a great I wish they villain. Hadn't, I wish they hadn't nixed. Like, I wish he was still around. He's one of those guys that's like, oh, man. Like, yeah, he, he served the purpose of the movie and made this awesome movie that was very well received. But at the same time, it's like, ah, we don't have any more of him. Yeah. Because um, he's a villain where you totally get where he's coming from. And you're like, even though he's wrong, um, 
you still you're still kind of rooting for him you know it's like what he's doing is wrong but his logic is almost sound like you're almost like yeah, yeah. I get where you're coming from but you're still an asshole yeah even more than thanos where you kind of get where he's coming from but like, yeah. like michael b jordan like i really felt for him even though i was rooting against him it was a great it was really yeah. great i love i love the sister the scientist sister yeah um i thought uh the guy from get out was kind of disappointing in it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a complete waste of Daniel Kaluuya and a nominee who's a nominated actor and uh, uh, mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker was also underutilized. But overall, really good. I like a lot, all the f- strong female characters in it. Pretty yeah. awesome. Number six, Ant Man. Okay. Original Ant Man. Really enjoyed it. I like how it kind of has nothing to do with most of the other Marvel movies. <laughs> he, they kind of do their own thing. They're kind of on the outside. And yeah, he has his little um, run-in with uh, Falcon. Um, I yeah. love that scene. It was really funny. Yeah, that was um, cool. The, the sense of humor is great. I love Michael Douglas in it. I love Michael Pena in it. <laughs> um, it's just really, really enjoyable. I really like the, Ant-Man, uh, the original Ant-Man. So I have... Uh, so I've, I've seen Ant-Man a lot. Of all the MCU movies, I've seen Ant-Man the most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, and I don't know. It's not one of my favorites. I have it ranked 11. Um, still really good. So I saw it once. I, so my girlfriend and her brother came. We're, we're here. And Ant-Man and the Wasp was out. And they hadn't seen Ant-Man. So I was like, I have an idea. Let's watch Ant-Man. And then right after that, we'll go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, they fell asleep, which I didn't realize. They fell asleep watching Ant-Man. Oh, no. So then they're like, well, we have to rewatch Ant-Man now because we fell asleep. Like, really? So we rewatched Ant-Man. I still have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I saw (laughs) Ant-Man twice in a row on the day when I wanted to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, But I know Ant-Man like the back of my hand now because I've seen it (laughs) so many times so recently. Um, But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, really, really like that movie, and and not a lot of people are with me, but I, I it's just a it's a breath of fresh air. It's it's not as serious. It's fun. The the effects are amazing. All the shrinking and shit, like it's just so seamless. It looks yeah. great. Yeah. Um. So really big fan. Um. Where do you have Black Panther and Doctor Strange? Just curious. Uh, ten and nine. Okay, so pretty much around me seven and yeah. Eight. Um. Number five, Spider Man Homecoming. Cool. Really like this film. Love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, another good bad guy where you agree with him. Yeah. He's totally right. When Spider-Man's trying to take him down, um, and he's like, you can't sell all these weapons. And it's like, how do you think your friend Stark got rich? Right. And it's like, I'm just the little guy. Like, you know, what about him? Uh, so I thought that was, you know, really good character building. Love Spider-Man. Love the little mentorship thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Marissa Tomei's Aunt May, really breath of fresh air with that character. Yeah, great uh, dynamic make, with Iron Man. Yeah, um, so much better than those other Spider-Man movies, I thought. Yeah. Just making him younger and kind of going back to like what his true thing is. He's a kid and he's, you know, when he's introduced in um, Civil War and Tony Stark's like, you got to come fight with us in Germany. He's like, I can't. I have homework. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> shit like that. Like, it's yeah. it's really fun. He says the stupidest shit while he's fighting people, um, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Really like Homecoming. Number four, 
Ant-Man and the Wasp. Das cannot relate. Yeah. Um, so what I will say about it is it came out, like, I think two weeks after Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And it was the perfect movie to follow up Infinity War. Takes place beforehand. You know, stakes are super low. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun and silly. Yeah. And it's like a nice, like, after your tragic moments of Infinity War, it's just a nice, nice, fresh, uh, blah, nice breath of fresh air. And okay. after watching it in theaters right after Infinity War, I was like, yeah, whatever. It's okay. It's just a whatever movie. Yeah. Rewatched it at home before I did the marathon. And I was like, this is an incredible movie. Okay. It was just, you were so depressed and in like after the end of infinity war that mm-hmm. like i didn't even like appreciate this movie but when you watch it later on yeah i just really 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 liked it it was fun it was silly all the side characters were great um just a really really exciting really mm-hmm. liked it Pro- a lot of people probably overlook it and don't give a shit about it but i love it so yeah okay fair all right top three well, I know what they are now by process of elimination, but go ahead. So, number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Number two, Avengers Infinity War. And number yeah. one, of course, Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, which wow. is also my number one movie, period. Ever, of all time. Of all movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> of the history of movies. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just Can't. the best movie ever. Can't tell how serious you're being. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Okay. You'll see it on Facebook when I come out with my... Oh, wait. No, that was la- that was a couple years ago. Never mind. I was about to say, because I, I make a list every year of my favorite movies that I watch this year in theaters. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, whatever. Won't make the okay. list. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so top three. Ragnarok, Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. What, what is your top three? Well, I had Ragnarok at two behind the Avengers. Then I had um, Infinity War as three. And I had um, Homecoming as five. But I feel like I want to change that. Because I want... Because Homecoming is... I like Homecoming more than Civil War. I don't know how that happened. So we'll say Homecoming's four. Um, But um, yeah, Ragnarok is insane. It's so good. Yeah, so we have two two of our top threes aligned. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where do you have Guardians of the Galaxy? I have them at seven. Okay, I'll give you that. I just That's thought fair. it was okay. Like, I mean, I really, really liked it, but I thought the finale was just okay. Like, at that point, I was really sick of, like, the finales are all, were all kind of, like, starting to feel like they were the same. Sure. So I was kind of, like, over it at that point. But I thought Chris Pratt was incredible, so... And I really like all those characters. They were my favorite part of Infinity War. So, yeah, yeah, they really make Infinity War. And then when you combine, you know, like those with Thor, the new Thor, and it's like yeah. Thor with Rocket and Groot was just fun. Yeah, and yeah. like Thor somehow can understand Groot is really stupid and fun. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of Infinity War, when they're like fighting, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's with Captain America, and he's like, "Oh, this is my friend, the tree. I am Groot." I am Steve Rogers. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just love that moment. There's so yeah. many good moments. Infinity War. I watched it last night to kind of finale mm-hmm. this into the into our podcast, and it's still not better than Thor. I'll never give it that. But it just it to get all those characters into one movie. Yeah, 
and tell a good story and and just really <laughs> make everyone feel for how it ends. It was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I gotta rewatch I lo- it. I've seen up to Captain America's entrance upon rewatch. I've seen the full thing, but I've seen up to his entrance, um, and then I had to stop. But um, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, and there's so many. They do it so many times where they like establish each characters. Mm-hmm. And you get that like chill when it happens. Like you know it's gonna happen. Right. It's just like Captain America catches that that spear in the train yeah. station and walks into the light, and they play mm-hmm. the Captain America theme, and you just get that chill. Yeah. And then, you know, and then uh, you know they go to Wakanda, and like you see the big Panther statue, and you get that chill when they play the Wakanda music. Mm-hmm. And they do it a few times, and it's just so. So exciting. <laughs> it is cool when they they have like the theme songs from all the different movies and it's just like triggers like you know it's coming because of the music. Yeah, the only thing I'm disappointed is that they didn't play the Led Zeppelin song when Thor comes down to Wakanda and starts beating the shit out of everyone with the new axe. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, why couldn't they play that song again from Ragnarok? Yeah. Uh, immigrant yeah, song awesome. and, and he just beats the shit out of everyone I'm just like <laughs> all the yeah. other Avengers are like barely getting by those things and he's just like taking a hundred out at a time <laughs> yeah cool man well hey great it. list check it so, twice yeah. find out if you're naughty <laughs> or nice um, hey Christmas is over you're Jewish I didn't even say Merry Christmas because of your Judaism I'm not I'm not Jewish though yeah that's okay I'm just a cold blooded atheist yep who likes yep. Thor <laughs> Thor, the god of thunder, is the only god you worship. Well, yeah. Bob, great idea, man. Thanks for thanks for putting this all together for us. Yeah, it was uh, it was good good to kind of get back in the mix, and uh, yeah, I thought it'd be fun. I, I kind of haven't left my house in a while, so it was good to talk yeah. to a, per- a human person. Well, as the Oscars approach, maybe we'll get more a couple more episodes in and uh, get everyone prepped for Oscar night. And um, who knows what the future holds for the podcast and where it will go. Too. I've I've plenty of ideas of where it will go. <laughs> so yeah, this is fun. Thanks for uh, getting back together. I'm excited to see. You know, maybe we'll talk about the Oscars a little leading up to the season. Even though I'm not at all excited for this Oscar season. No, no, me neither. Me neither. But uh, all right, man. Talk to you later. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs>